Hello, everybody. Lady Anna, what is this? Hi, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. Uh, thanks for some of the Ada Fooders who've been running Show and Tell for the last couple of weeks. I like to cycle out so it's not just us. You can see some fresh faces. Mm -hmm. uh, so thanks to the people who are running it. Um, but we're back. Uh, your OG's original. It's also hard to do these things. Streamers. The only way to get good at it is to do it. Um, much like everything else. And so uh, we like having this space for everyone every single Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time where folks can show and share their projects. And what's good is uh, even if you don't finish your project by Wednesday, we're back next Wednesday. That's right. The Wednesday after that. And uh, now we have more folks uh, able to co host and host. And hopefully soon we'll also have some uh, special guests and other things. StreamYard, the service that we use, allows other people to host. Um, the, the streams themselves and, you know, tis the season. We're going to try to uh, have some fun guests, uh, as there's some new product announcements that people have asked us about and we're like, oh, you could just come on the show and tell. So anywho. So anyway, um, check in with yeah. some people. What are you guys up to? Let's go first to Jay Digikey. What are you up to? going on this week? I am working on my crawler still. I got working with the controller. And I showed a bit off of it yesterday on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, I saw that you're using the feather. Thank you. Yeah, I've been trying to use something that's a bit different. So I was like, the feather could work. So we got the feather working for this robot now. I had the head working earlier, but uh, we had some like small issues. But other than that, everything else seems to be working pretty well for it. I'm actually really happy with it. Uh, it's going to be a wearable, of course. Yeah. Um, and I'm just waiting to get some of the small the parts for the head to finish printing now. But how do you like in the um, the joystick uh, wing? I like it. It's very comfy. Like I printed out like a case for it. So yeah, I can, like, You know, wear it a little bit easier and stuff. But it makes it easier to just to control at least the basic movement for it, which I really enjoy because you know all the big stuff is this. Yeah. I have most um, of the wires coming out of the back. Let us know if you have any ideas for any revisions too. Like we just uh, released a prop maker feather wing. And then we have a board that's going to go inside of a toy. Um, and then, you know, you're doing this. I kind of feel like you're on the front line to, like, kind of pushing the boundaries of what's possible with robot companions. So if something comes up that you're like, oh, it would be really great to have, like, an extra port or a thing or an IR thing, let us know. We'll, um, we have lots of revisions that we want to do on some of these. Yeah, I have to just stack some more feather boards because I know they're stackable. So I want to see how much I can really, you know, do yeah. first before I, like, call it because the next i just need something that can just play sounds yeah i'll give it an extra bit of more life so i'm playing with it i'll just, i'm invisible Hold on. I'm playing. <laughs> no it's cool it looks like that was part of your head it looks like that Ve it looked for a second looked like that vegas footage of the alien land in someone's backyard it's like oh look it's like you can kind of tell <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's right. pretty much all i'm working on right now i'm trying to get all this stuff done for open sauce which is a month away, I think. Yeah, they, they contacted us, and they're like, can you come out and do a booth or something? We're like, oh, we can't really travel right now, but I'm so happy that there is a giant event with a ton of makers because um, there's no maker fair right now in the Bay Area, so this is next best thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm really excited for it. All right, Rad, if folks want to follow along your progress on this uh, yeah. project, the tweet, the tweetins. Which, what's your favorite? The Twitter and the Instagram is the best place to follow me right now. I do more updates there, somewhat on yeah. TikTok, but I'm still scared of TikTok, so I'm there. But just you not should there. be scary. <laughs> it's a very scary place. But yeah, mostly yeah. on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, we follow we follow you on all this TikTok. We're trying to do more stuff in TikTok too, but it is like it's kind of a whole other world. 
Yeah, it's another monster that the comment section scares me. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, come back okay, here. Come back here every week. We're we're this is this is a good place where all the comments are nice and happy. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll see you later, Jay. Hey, Jay. Okay, Jepler, what you got going on this week? Hi. So, uh, actually, bring me back and, and make me big for a second. Okay. Um, make you big. Be careful yeah. what you wish That was a movie. The, <laughs> <laughs> the store a couple weeks ago got these uh, jog wheels or MPGs or whatever you call them. And I'm like, well, we need to make a little enclosure and turn it into a USB HID thing with CircuitPython. And so now I want to show you there's a lot of stuff on Learn, and some of the articles are a little long. And just I want to show you how much time this can save. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, bring back. Yeah. Watch how fast I can get through this. You know, normally you're just scrolling, but you really go to town with this. Wow. Now I know everything about CircuitPython. That wow. is that is really cool. Um, you know, actually, I know kung fu. So funny. Speaking <laughs> of, since uh, Jay just mentioned TikTok, so you know, the, the whole idea is you scroll through and it just goes. And someone made a Bluetooth ring. It's a wireless ring, and you can oh, just yeah. keep it on your finger and you click and it. You know, goes to the next thing and the next thing, and all of a sudden, there you're in like conspiracy theories and stuff like that on TikTok. But um, and then you can go to the next one. Uh, but I don't like that interface. This I think this would be better to like to 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 go through and scroll um through it through a there feed. was there was wasn't it like a Griffin PowerMate was like that this. was from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, it was basically this, and it got discontinued. You could remake it. This is really cool. Yeah. This would be really handy for those PDFs that are really long too. That are just like yeah. Yeah, I there's tons of, of room for something like this. What's yeah. I like about it is that there's like the quick jog wheel, but there's also like you can grip it and go very slowly. Yeah. 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 It's it's a very responsive, like just physically, it's it's nice to touch. And yeah, yeah. every click does one. Yeah. <laughs> totally banana. Totally dependable, unlike your your touchpad with the two fingers. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. always a little janky. That's super cool. Oh, I'm glad that you made something for yourself. Yeah. I'll share some design files over on our Discord. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, Jeff. That's a cool project. All right. Good night. All right, Brent. What you got going on this week? I'm trying to figure out how long it would take to use Jeff's scroll wheel to scroll the guide that I wrote for Adafruit. Yeah. <laughs> how how many scrolls does it take like, to get to the end of a guide? Let's find out. All, sure, all sure. of them. Um, so this past few months, I guess, I've been working on getting displays working with Adafruit whippersnappers. So like, here's a fun house that's set up. It has a lot of stuff going on. So it has like a temperature sensor built in, humidity sensor, a light sensor, push button, and an LED. So like, I'll change my uh, camera and then Phil, if you can make me the yeah, camera well, yeah. and then the screen is up. Um, yeah. This is what it currently looks like. It's like, yeah. this is what you would get if you install WorkerSnapper. Like the, there's no screen, um, it's just blank and it's sending data to IO. But this is going to be the next release. So it turns on, it validates the credentials, connects to Wi-Fi. So these are all things that's been doing already, but there was no screen and we kind of like the screen. Um, it's useful for figuring out when users have invalid Wi-Fi uh, credentials or invalid Adafruit IO credentials. And then it starts logging out um, what happens. So it will show whenever a pin is configured. Um, it'll show when things are happening from the IO side on the device. And then it also shows the device to IO. And I have it logging out data and it like scrolls upwards. And every single time something gets sent to IO or is received from IO. So for example, I have the button set up up here. So if I press the button. 
I'm so, I'm so uh, try, I'm trying so hard to get all these to, to line up. Yeah, if you look at the uh, push button on the IO page. Yeah, I'll get to that. Um, yeah. You'll see that it's real time, uh, which yeah. is really neat. So like, and then you'll see like the temperature sensor gets red. So like you have a representation of what's going on on the device and on the screen, which is really nice. So like people will be able to start using this and we can, for the feathers, we'll do a port and the um, battery gauge will be useful. Like Funhouse doesn't have an external battery, but um, the feathers do. So we'll be able to monitor battery life, Wi-Fi, uh, SSID, and then eventually do even cooler things than just display uh, like an output from the device. It's like cool to see what the device is emitting rather than just like hope yeah. that it's sending something out. I like how, how good it looks. I mean, this is LVGL you're using? Yeah, so this is all LVGL like under the hood. And then you can actually, you can see like when the CPU spikes is actually when like uh, data is being sent, like it jumps a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's all LVGL under the hood and built on top of the whippersnapper firmware. Yeah, and right now we have it, you know, we, we chatted, um, oh my God, this is... <laughs> <laughs> the only layout. Yeah, that, we can't that, have two screens. It doesn't, shares. it doesn't. It doesn't like trying to add two. Anyways, yeah. um, but yeah. what we're gonna do is, um, you know, chat with Brett. Right now, it's just scrolling status. It's like okay, like data being sent back and forth. I scored C, you know, whatever scan initiated. But one and also the status bar at the top. Um, yeah. But what we want to do eventually is have it maybe be like programmable with Blockly to change what's actually showing showing on the. Uh, graphical interface you can have like mm -hmm. custom gauges or uh graphs or displays because what are, the reason we're using lvgl that like with what do we have right now there's no reason to use lvgl right it's just text uh and you yeah. can do that really easily but once we get to the more advanced um ux elements that's when i think lvgl is going to really shine not that it isn't good now with all the fonts and tabs and stuff but it'll be really cool when it's like okay we can um, have a gauge, we can have a plot yeah. that's automatically scrolling, we can have, um, you know, multiple buttons or sliders, uh, we can mm -hmm. have an interface, it can be interesting. And then like, someone can interact with it and like sort through buttons on, like they can cycle through the screens, like LVGL enables someone to, or like for the Pi portal, they can do button presses. Yeah, there's- It the, has the, a lot of flexibility. Yeah, LVGL is very powerful. So it's like, I know that you've like, you've learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, this week, um, if you're someone out there who's using LVGL and ESP32, and you're like, why can't I use Wi Fi with LVGL and ESP32? Why? The Adafruit um, LVGL glue library, which is our library for like all of our, it glues LVGL into our, um, displays. So if you want to use an Adafruit display with LVGL and you want to use Wi-Fi on ESP32, now you can. Um, just download the latest version. Right. I have an example for using it as well. Yay. That's super nice of you. All right. Thanks, yeah, Brian. Contributing back. Yeah. A lot of um, the things that we do is we uh, find all the frustrations and things don't work so you don't have to. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to spend like 80 hours, we're like, how come this doesn't work? Um, we probably... We probably ran into that, and this is probably a good solution. So, um, also, someone yeah. said this in the chat. And I was going to mention it too. Um, the text of the screen looks really good. So, nice work on that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't changed. It looks really crisp. I thought I would change it to monospace font. Maybe I will. I don't know. 
Um, I have, I've, I've just got everything. You can fit more text in a, in a non-mono space. So I would say, especially for small displays, don't go mono. Yeah, this is using their built-in font. Which it's not that font. No, it's okay. Do they do anti-aliasing? I think they do, right? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, uh -oh. And then uh, you got some kudos in the chat that uh, we're doing some LVGL stuff, so folks. Oh, are, cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. Well, thanks, thanks so much, right. and uh, keep coming back with cool uh, updates and more. This is update. a cool demo. Let me, let me get a full screen on this because I couldn't do it. That's really nice. Yes, yeah, so you can see the yeah. status bar, yeah. and I think the IP address normally is at the top. Maybe we can't read it. And oh, then, I don't have it printing out. Maybe I can. Oh yeah, add the, uh, yeah, we add the IP address so people can see like what the device is. That'd be handy. Um, folks in chat said yes, subpixel font support, but you have to generate uh, each format plus size. So you can do it, but we've got some other yeah. other work to do. Because then you can fit like even more text because it's like you know squishing it together. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, there's a status bar and there's like battery life, SSI, you know, Wi-Fi status, and then connectivity. That's the the green turtle. And then mm -hmm. right now we're just doing scroll. This was like, let's just get the scrolling data. That's useful. And then more. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it was a big lift to get to here. And a lot of it's also a uh, workflow. LVGL is big and ESP is slow to compile for. And like having a really tight workflow is so key. And you're using yeah. the emulator, right? To, to, to design this. Yeah. So I designed everything in the emulator. Well, I started designing everything in Figma and then I brought that over to the emulator and then brought the code from the emulator okay. hardware, which seems like, annoying but it allows you to get like kind of like pixel perfect layouts which is yeah. really nice for doing embedded uh development like you really don't get that too often yeah that's cool it looks very good very polished all right good work, a lot better than I <laughs> okay cool um oops yeah i remember maybe it was like almost 10 years ago um when we were talking about like because you would get asked and i get asked like what's the future microcontrollers remember saying like it's going to be a screen, a battery, a scripting language, and wireless. And like here we are. It's taken like no, 10 years and yeah. low cost. And so um, here we are. We've arrived. And the thing is, it's like it's it's one thing. I'll say that there's other companies that have tried to do this. And it's one thing to have a demo, and there's one, and there's another thing to have a fully functioning back end and configurable front end. Like it's designed to not be brittle. Like you can add more yeah. boards we could add more oh no i've seen amazing demos i've seen amazing demos it's like, it's like it's like playing jenga it's like okay now, now no it does that one thing yeah, and that and one thing only that, yeah and it's max this now. is totally configurable and so i think it's you know a lot more work has to go into it because i was like okay think about like brent yeah, and i how can, and Lauren, how, can, how can other people we're always talking about so, like okay how can we make sure that we'll be able to do this and, and i said what if you wanted to change like you know even using decide to use lvgl we went through like every single permutation of what we want the final solution to be for working with whippersnapper and displays yeah. and like yeah, ink and OLED and TFTs and, you know, all, you know, high resolution, low resolution. Yeah. So we had to chat about it to, to make it configurable. What if it's soldered in? Oh, we ate the glass, so you don't need to. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, keep going. Eating glass. And what you got going on this week? Oh, and you're muted. I apologize. There you go. Uh, I just quickly wanted to show a revision. I had shown um, this uh, PCB nice. art badge, and uh, it was good, and it, the circuit worked, but it wasn't 100%. So enter in revision two, which the solder mask um, is correct. You have to, there's some tricks and tips as far as you can't put 
um, silk screen onto copper. You need the, the solder mask underneath so it stays. Um, little little tricks like that yeah. in order to try to get things going. So that and um, the battery footprint um, was upside down. It still worked um, because of the um, orientation of the part, but I just corrected that. So I saw, I, I got these from um, DH, no, yeah, DHL today and uh, soldered one up and uh, it works just great. So um, I will be tweaking the guide that I did and uh, probably adding some, hey, you know, these are your some gotchas that you might want to look for when you're looking to um, make something like this. And um, from here, I'm moving on to another PCB project, but um, that should be coming out not too long. Okay. And the, the most important question, Anne, is, you know, I know that your life partner is uh, an employee at NASA, right? Or JPL? Um, my wife is a contractor at Kennedy Space Center, yes. Okay, so she just, is, is, did you give her one? Does she approve of this? Well, um, I do plan to give her one. Now, NASA's kind of particular on their meatball logo and stuff. It's not like super copyrighted, all this stuff, but, yeah. you know, they don't like it changed. And, I, and I'm not exactly sure, you know, this revision makes it a lot closer to what it should be, but... Um, I will give her one and she can do whatever she okay. wants with it. Yes. Um, she needs some decoration in her office. And okay. See, here I go. Make oh, hundreds cool. of these. Okay, cool. Well, more to come. And then uh, you also posted there's some PCB uh, giveaways for students, teenage, teenage students who are learning PCB design. So your guide came right in time. Perfect for people who want to build their first PCB. You might be able to get it made for you uh, for free by this grant. Yeah. Check out the blog. Um, it's listed there. If you've got a high school student that might be interested in PCBs, it doesn't have to be art necessarily, but you can combine art and circuits, and that's that's a really cool thing. Check that out. They're actually giving away $100 for each person, which is plenty for like a two or three revisions and, and get your design made. All right. Sweet. Good work. Meatball logo is one of the one of the one of my faves. Meatball, too, so. no, <laughs> meatball versus worm. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ann. Okay. Okay. Nice work. All right, JP, what you got going on? Hey, uh, so I've got some of this uh, PlayStation controller stuff going on, which has been a lot of fun. And uh, the, the latest thing, so this kind of started when Phil found this wild thing online, which is a Game of Life controller, kind of roulette wheel Game of Life controller. Yeah, it's like a... uh, and so <laughs> I wanted to turn this into a mouse clicker, super fast mouse clicker. Uh, looked around and there were some existing Arduino libraries and one circuit Python library that seemed to have some issues with how I wanted to approach this. Uh, so Todd Kurt went and wrote a really nice circuit Python PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 or PSX controller library that's in the community bundle now. Uh, I had it running on Pico at first and then I decided it was time to smallify things. So I got it running this morning on a QtPy RP2040 uh, and this was just sort of controller or uh, jumper wires crammed into the controller end. Um, but now I'm, I'm kind of headed towards the final thing, the real deal, which is going to be this. So uh, this is the port side and this is the controller side of this one right here. Uh, so this will plug right in 
And now I have this really neat little dongle that can plug into USB. And so I can send PlayStation commands uh, as USB HID. It uh, could be MIDI, could be game port stuff, but this is just sending uh, mouse clicks and USB HID key presses. Uh, so I'm going to finish this up. I'm documenting this right now, but it's a, a really uh, sort of compact little thing. I think I'm going to do some hot glue and heat shrink uh, tubing to make that all, all in one little part there. Uh, and I'm going to put together a guide that'll show you both how to use this wacky thing if you want to go and grab one of these on eBay or yeah. PlayStation or PlayStation 2 controller, which are Can you just show the controller again? Um, so when I saw this, I actually didn't understand what it was. I thought yeah. it was like for a video game or something where you had to like use a color wheel yeah. and you would just like turn it to the color or something like that. I'm just yeah, like, oh, so what yeah, it turns out to be is the same thing as in the middle of the game of life board, which you spin to decide how many spaces you're going to move. Yeah. Uh, it's a rotary uh, encoder, an optical encoder rather, that just counts the, uh, pretty much I think it figures out the speed of, of your spin here using this little um, sensor here. So it's heating yeah. out some yeah, light. Yeah, reflective sensor. Little optical sensor. Uh, and then what I think it does is in internally, what I've decided it's doing, I could be wrong, but what I think it's doing is it can tell you've moved that fast enough to count because it doesn't bother with it just kind of moving a little bit, which is good. It would be annoying. So if that goes fast enough for it to register, I believe it comes up with two randomized um, pulse lengths uh, of pressing the circle button. So it's, it emits the circle key and it essentially holds it and holds it again. I think since this was designed just for one game in particular, that was the best they could come up with for saying, we wanna give someone like anywhere from five to 17 spaces that their character moves or whatever it is. Um, so that seems to be what it is. It sends uh, two pulses of anywhere from like eight to 14 and then it, in the game, I think it uses those. Um, so what I get out of that is a whole bunch of mouse clicks, which uh, which I've demonstrated on, on here before and I've shown yeah. it. Um, but it's also oh, kind of a neat little PlayStation controller. I was playing yeah. emulated NES cool. game with it. <laughs> it's it's just a weird of... like Galapagos Island yeah. like, controller that had its own like evolutionary the, like the, tree. <laughs> yeah, like the, the index finger buttons are like on the top. Yeah, yeah these are the shoulder buttons here. It's yeah. so, so wacky. We have a whole collection of weird controllers and I'll usually like message JP. I'm like, hey, pick this one yeah. up. They're usually like... Love they're it. less than the cost of shipping because people just have these and they're like, it doesn't work with anything. Yeah. These are really good to interface with microcontrollers, especially if you're yeah. in like a teaching environment or if you just want to learn a bunch of stuff on your own. Cause like you're never going to construct one of these to Not on your own. As these things are, I mean, you could yeah. hammer nails with a, with like, a regular PlayStation controller. Yeah. And there's like, they're injection molded and like you could do Great. all sorts of weird stuff. Yep. And um, it might be fun to like figure out some other interfaces with modern apps. Like we have that, you know, Jepler showed the scroller thing. There's yeah. all sorts of weird things that you can do. Um, but I like at first, I'm just like, oh, this is like a color picker, but it's a roulette wheel. Yeah. Turns out, yeah, mm -hmm. it's fun to, to guess and then buy it and see what the heck the thing is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah this right. one also has a little AB switch to, it seems like just turn on and off the functionality of this. That's the only thing I can tell that it does. Um, oh, it has a little little thing that click, the, the, it goes tick, 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 tick. Maybe it's like a wheel of fortune thing it, too. Totally, yeah. Totally has the little. You can get yeah. You can get a nice spin if you remove that. Ooh, it'll go That's forever nice. and ever. So weird, but it doesn't detect the color. So like, what's the point? <laughs> it's a gimmick. I think it's a gimmick for this game of life that they made three or four versions for over the course of PSX and PS2. 
um, um, Japanese only. I'm kind of tempted to get the game for like seven bucks just so I can yeah. plug it in, hopefully get far enough not reading Japanese to be able to spin that and watch it do something. So maybe that'll be a follow on later. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much, JP. And I yeah. admire your restraint from turning it into a mini device. <laughs> it's for once. Yeah. I told him he couldn't. I was like, yeah, do something else. All right. Little, little restraint. Okay. Pedro, what you got going on this week? Hey guys. Just wanted to show off this week's 3D printed project inspired by that new game. Everyone seems to be playing the uh, ultra hand from Zelda tears of the kingdom. So wow. this is using the LED nudes, and I just 3D printed these uh, channels that fit in to like the whole like assembly. So two pieces, and we got three of the 300 millimeter long noodles, just soldered in series end to end, and then just powered by a nine volt battery. And then for the palm parts, just a coin cell. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it's super cool, nice and comfortable. Some people are saying, "Oh, you can make it out of leather," but I don't know how to sew, so. Yeah. <laughs> Modeling that. And then, of course, the kiddo wanted one, so I had to make a little one. So, yeah, I mean, ah, oh, that's cool. Gonna yeah, I, I started playing, and then, like, it's it's a giant game. There's no way for an adult with a job to be playing that thing. So, <laughs> I don't know how I figured it out. <laughs> I cannot uh, yeah. keep playing that. So, I, I gave him the Yeah, one thing that I don't know if anyone's talked about with this, this game, and then we'll bounce, but, um, you know, the Switch is kind of old, and it, this game can do more than, I think, almost any video game I've seen. Like, how is it possible? It makes me think of, like, you know, when was Super like, Mario Brothers 3 was, like, used every single hack of the original Nintendo. It's like multiplayer. Remember stuff. You go back in time. You could do all this stuff. It's like, that's on, like, a, fi like a five-year-old He's like an R2 piece of hardware. Or seven or something. Yeah, and, like, Wait, meanwhile, like, my Mac Pro things. Yeah. yeah, the way things don't fall apart when you construct them and it still works. The physics, oh my god, it's insane. Anyway, yeah. like I gave him the controller, let him play for a while. He was like, okay, you got to make the ultra hand so. And there you go. It's uh, completely editable, so it's just like uh, it's like four circles that you just edit it and you can just measure your arm and it can um, update okay. to that. Maybe when our kiddo yeah, is it, like seven or eight, we can. Well, the switch is probably gonna, if it's, it's, real, real, it's still going to be around. We'll have like, like another OLED an amazing update. Amazing game, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. So from three to ten, I think is what the small one fits, and you can yeah. make it smaller than that. But yeah, super cool. I, mean, I love the first game, so I, I I can imagine the Ultra Hand is like you know a new controller. I I, I mean the look. I remember the look of like the um, ancient technology had that cool green, blue, red uh, glow to it. It's a it's a great. I mean, it's, here's the thing. It's like normally you do this with EL wire, and it would really suck. It would be really annoying. So I think wow. the nudes are a great solution. Yeah, oh they're not God. loud. They're not, it's not stiff, it doesn't break, and it doesn't electrocute you. Yeah, so and we the, shot this out in bright sunlight, and you could see it perfectly. The camera yeah, might not, not have picked it up as bright as it was in real life, but man, it looks yeah. beautiful outside in the sun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's the right. project. All the files are available online. You can edit it to your heart's content. And cool. All right, thanks so much, Pedro. Thanks, guys. All right, that is our show and tell the week this week thank you so much for joining us everyone this is our favorite half an hour of the week when we're able to do it and we were once again special thanks to the adafruit team who is guest hosting um we try to switch these off once in a while we very much appreciate it and thanks for the community who shows up shows and shares our projects come back wednesday 7 30 p.m and bring a project by or whatever retro computing Have a little bit of everything every single week here on the show and tell Ask an engineer starts in like two minutes. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.